Today's episode of the Locked On Sabres podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use the promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Your Locked On Sabres, your daily podcast on the Buffalo Sabres. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Joe DiBiase. I just had to defend one of my hot takes on air unprepared, and I felt like I did a pretty good job, even though I was trembling in the midst of it. I'm Jordan Hanskin, and I love defending my hot takes. Tim Tebow, winning quarterback. What a joke. Do you know Tim Tebow, by the way? 14th most passing completions ever by a lefty quarterback. By a lefty passer, really. He still has the most? No, the 14th most. Oh, 14th most. Does it surprise you? Jaquan Johnson of the Bills on Monday night became only the 36th lefty to ever complete a pass. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, that, but yeah, that does not include what was, like what Mahomes, was the take? by the way. What was your take? That was so uh, scalding. That Andre Roberts is not valuable to the Bills. Oh, that. Oh, yeah. Well, that I've been at war with you. I feel with, I, yeah. about that for like a couple of years. But we will have we would ha- we will have to take this off air. Maybe uh, we're gonna do our stream tonight, Sabres World Cup. <laughs> this episode is gonna probably come out right around the same time or after. Uh, so you might have already heard it. Maybe we'll touch on it for a minute or two. Um, but yeah, we'll need we'll take it the whole episode if we started down this path. So let's let's cut it there. Right, right. I know <laughs> you have all the stats in your corner too. I know I, you're prepared for this. I I do. I'll say this though. <laughs> this year, like going down the numbers route, like the variance between and how much field position and those big returns correlate to whether the Bills score or not. Last year, there was almost no difference at all. This year, there is a much bigger difference. Um, And part of that is he's just been, I think he's averaging like four or five yards more per return. So it's not just the Bills offense being better, which you might be thinking. It's like he's also done better this season as well. But again, we have to go. We have to go down a long path to do that. Uh, this is the Locked On Sabers podcast. A lot of news items to get to today. We're going to preview the Philadelphia Flyers. The next team we're going to preview in our East Division previews. They are second in the odds, so we'll go second with them. We already previewed the Boston Bruins, and that was on our last episode. We'll actually start with them real quick in our news section. Sedano Chara has signed a one-year deal with the Washington Capitals, and. Henrik Lundqvist was going to be, to me, the weirdest jersey in the NHL season coming up this year before we learned of his heart condition and he opted out for the season. Chara, most definitely, right, is going to be the weirdest jersey of the season. Yeah, I I think so, too. Um, You know, that was was stunning to me. I thought for sure, like, the lengthier, uh, the longer the time goes, you imagine he would come back to Boston. but the fact that I mean they just they just said you know what calling it quits thank you for your service and uh, off you go um, I was surprised that he signed to another team and I was but I, I guess that's this one makes sense um, you know he's not going to have to play a lot of minutes um, if he was on the mm-hmm. Sabers you would imagine they would probably push him to like twenty twenty five minutes and he'd be like oh. Oh no, there's a Dano out there and like his legs are like jello. He's just gliding around. Um but yeah, Capitals, he's a kind of the same role. Yeah, he's kind of the same role that he would be that he would be on the Boston. Um decent signing for them. Low low uh mm-hmm. low risk. Low risk for yeah. the, for the Capitals. 
especially with it being for i think it's the bet minimum 795,000 uh that by the way tells me that the bruins just didn't have interest in bringing him back because it's not like he went somewhere for the money he signed for basically the vet minimum if it's not exactly the vet minimum uh, and obviously the capitals are going to be a contender like if you're trying to win one last cup it's a good spot to do it but the bruins are a maybe even better spot to do it so to me this says that the bruins did not have interest and we went over this yesterday so anybody that wants to hear our thoughts on what boston's got coming up this year their biggest question mark is their blue line and why they wouldn't want Chara back that's head scratching to me if that was the case and again reading between the lines that kind of is what this seems like and now the Bruins are left with between Tori Krug and Zidane Chara that is 41 vacated minutes a night on your blue line that somebody is going to have to make up and they have really not added anybody of note so they're going to have to do it from within the AHL guys that were playing 15 minutes a night like John Moore like journeyman guys. So I think the Bruins could be had on their blue line, and it's a reason why they're not a sure thing to me to win this division. We'll talk more about this division and the Flyers, who the betting community thinks is the biggest challenge to Boston a little bit later on. Let's stick with a couple other news items, though, real quick. The Bills are going to be having fans in the stadium for their first playoff game. That was announced by both the team and uh, first by New York State Governor Andrew Cuomo. I don't This makes me, I guess, a little more optimistic that at some point this season that there could be fans at Sabre games, which I'll I'll direct the conversation to now with us being a Sabres podcast. Um, But like the first, it was notable to me when thinking about this. The like the first thing Cuomo said about this being a possibility was the Bills Stadium being outdoors and it was easy to control the environment, and that you're not getting in an enclosed arena, obviously. So to me, I'm still thinking that for Sabre games, you won't see fans until either the rate has gone way down, and that's probably happened because of the distribution of the uh, vaccine. Yeah, um, I think the indoor environment is the whole key here. Um, All the gatherings, all the mass gatherings that you hear about that you're not supposed to do, the the key thing is always indoors. There's not a lot of air circulating. That's just where the virus can travel and spread more easily. And in an arena, regardless of how large it is, um, and knowing the Sabres arena specifically, like there's just not a ton of space. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just a high risk thing. It's also risky for the players too. Not that they matter more than other people, but like the leagues are probably like like the NHL is probably like I don't know. Should we have a ton of fans? in arenas right now doesn't mm-hmm. seem like that good of an idea. Um, and that's what I think is, uh, is concerning. You know, there's just a concerning in a lot of ways. And that's why I don't think the Sabres book, the bills news does not affect the Sabres all that mm-hmm. much. I, I agree. There are some teams that will have fans. Like I know the, it, like it depends what state you're in. The Florida Panthers announced that they'll allow 3,500 fans in, in their arena. Uh, they, probably don't even end up with that because <laughs> they're the Florida Panthers. Can they draw 3,500 fans? I don't know. Um, so some teams will have it in the league, but I doubt that the Sabres will be one of them again until the vaccine is distributed widely. Uh, that's what I think we're basically waiting on. Um, the AHL has approved a structure for their 2021 season. It will begin on February 5th, and that could matter to some younger Sabre players. I know Ralph or Kevin Adams said in his press conference on Tuesday that some of these guys, they're going to have to find 
places for them to play. I think the first name he mentioned with that was Jack Quinn because the OHL season has not started and it keeps getting delayed. And I mean, for a lot of prospects and guys that you want to see development from like Jack Quinn, I mean, that's where you want him, the OHL. So if that does not become an option, it sounded like Adams was talking more overseas, but this AHL format, it it could matter because I wonder if we get to a point where if the junior seasons won't happen, then there might be a, a, a changed agreement or the AHL may allow for players that wouldn't have been eligible in the first place to play in their league to now be eligible. So like, I wonder if, you know, the, the Sabres get an exemption to put Jack Quinn in Rochester because there's nowhere else for him to go. Um, so maybe that comes. And then Ukopekalukadin, this could matter too as well. There was talk that he was in discussion to stay in his Finnish club for a while longer. But now that I think we know that the Amherst are coming back, I know we disagree on this a little bit. I definitely want to see him as the Amherst starting goalie. Um, I know you want to see him as the Sabres third netminder. Actually, maybe the Sabres second, second netminder. Yeah, yeah. No, he's probably my uh, he's my guy. I, I just want him to get as much hey. uh, experience <laughs> as he can. I wonder um, if we're going to do our Sabres lineup draft tomorrow morning, Wednesday morning or Thursday morning. We're going to record that. Um, I, I he's I think he, he gets picked by you. Oh, you think so? I think so. I, I maybe that's a, there could be a smoke screen happening here. But I think I think you're gonna pick Lucan in. Um, we gotta also figure out what we're doing with that for goalies. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I didn't say that at the beginning of the podcast. Our next episode is going to be a Sabers lineup draft. Me and Jordan, Jordan's brother Ryan, and then our buddy Ryan uh, Z is going to be drafting eight players each based on the likelihood that they'll be in the Sabers opening night lineups. So that'll be our next episode. So stay tuned for that. Uh, one other news item that we should get to before we get to our Flyers preview, and this does pertain to the Sabres for me. And before I get into this, let me let me ask you off the top. What is your appetite for the Sabres to acquire a center? Because it's obviously not where it was at the end of last year. Um, I'm game. I'm, I'm, I'm willing to hear anything, like any, any interest, any offers, uh, you know, I'm I, I I'm not satisfied with where the team is. Um, so simply put, like any additions, I think could would be welcome. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I don't really care. Like I really just think like center wing. I don't. It doesn't really matter to me the position. That that's where I'm too. Um, and it, the, there's not as much desperation, obviously, to get guys that only that can play down the middle now that Eric Stahl is in the picture and that Dylan Cousins is looks like he's about to arrive on the scene. So you've got the desperation down the middle kind of gone away. Good job by Kevin Adams on that. But despite that, this is still a guy that I've always been interested in. And now there are reports that he has asked for a trade and that is Winnipeg Jets center, Jack Roslovich, who is not going to attend the start of camp for the Jets. And He's asked for a trade. This is the player Winnipeg used their first rounder on when they got when they sent us Evander Kane five years ago. So this was the Sabres pick originally. Skilled center. He's always been underutilized to me. Played a depth role behind Mark Shifley, Andrew Copps playing 18 minutes a night there last year, Matthew Perot. I think he is better than the role he has played in. He's still only 23 years old. You have control. He's a restricted free agent, not under contract, by the way, so he doesn't technically have to be at Jets camp. Um, to me, like like you said, I, I'm game for any acquisition, and I could just throw him on the wing. I think this is a talented offensive player that 
like if you look at the raw numbers, you might not be that impressed because you know, like he's averaging just under 30 points per 82 games played in his career. He's been like a 30 point player. I, I think though he's better in a better situation. I think he could be a 40 to 50 point player with the right line mates playing somewhere between 18 minutes a night, somewhere around there, like an increase. And at this point, I think you could acquire that guy who again I think could be a 40, 50 point player. What is a second, third round pick, a B level prospect? And again, I don't even care as much them playing him down the middle. I, I like that he can do it and that that's what his natural position is. But go throw him on the second line with Eric Stahl and Jeff Skinner, and I don't need him to play center. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I also love that he's young. Like, I think yeah. that's another thing that the Sabres need. Um, we need a little bit more young talent. Um, I think our prospect pool has kind of been depleted a little bit. Like, and this would just kind of add a little bit of a boost. I mean, it's a guy that's already graduated to NHL level. Um, but it's just, it just makes our team a little bit younger, a little bit more youthful, a little bit more energized. Um, and it's a guy with something to prove. Um, I like that too. Um, I like a lot of players like that. I think you see that a lot with, um, the bills. You see that a lot with other teams where like, the Sabres should be a team that goes after guys like that, like guys that are maybe have a lot of potential, but for some weird reason, some circumstance caused them not to work out where they were drafted. Yeah. And I, from what I've seen from this player, I mean, good skater, good hands, a great shot. And I think that to me, that trio of raw skills that he possesses, uh, I, I think that if he puts it all together, you could really be, you could hit a home run with this player. So we'll see if he even ends up getting traded. I know Jets GM Kevin Sheveldayoff, I think is still the GM there. Uh, he said that they look forward to getting him under contract, kind of, you know, GM speak, but he didn't give you any inclination that they're looking to trade him. Um, but we'll see if they actually end up doing that. And I would like the Sabres to be in on that. But again, we shall see. Built Bar is back. The improved Built Bar is back and even deliciouser than ever. Six new flavors to go with their 12 original flavors. The new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia. Still love the name on cherry barcia. Lemon almond cheesecake as well. Also carrot cake and apple almond crisp to go along again with your 12 original flavors. My favorite of the original still peanut butter brownie. Bars are 100% covered in chocolate, soft and easy to chew. Great for the healthy conscious guy. Built Bar helps lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and high fiber. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. You'll get 20% off of your next order. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. Are we ready for some football? College football is in bowl season. Big playoff implications this coming week in the NFL. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. Buffalo Bills open as a five-point favorite against the Miami Dolphins in Week 17. You may want to get in on Miami now before we get news on whether the Bills will be resting starters, Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, Tredavious White, etc. Or maybe they end up playing anyway. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
Joe DiBiase and Jordan Hanskin here on the Locked on Sabres podcast. Let's get to our East Division preview of the day. That is going to be the Philadelphia Flyers. They are second in the betting odds to the Boston Bruins to win the East Division at plus 450. This was a good team last season. This was a playoff team. Um, and to me, they're kind of bringing back the same the same roster. It's, it's a good combo, I think, of a young building blocks, Travis Konechny, Ivan Provorov, and especially Annette Carter Hart. And then combined with veterans that are still performing at a high level, like Claude Giroux, Jacob Voracek, and Sean Couturier. So on the surface, what are your thoughts on the Flyers and how great a team that they should be this season? I think they go as far as Carter Hart goes. Like, I think that that's just what the Flyers are now. As funny as it is, um, mm. they're the goaltending base team now. The Flyers used to <laughs> never be that team. They were the team that played famously played three goalies and barely escaped from Mark Andre Grignani. Like, like, and that that was the Flyers that we knew. That was the Flyers we loved. They played playoff games like seven to six against Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. Um, But now they're they have they have an amazing they have a very promising young goaltender. I know we brought up last time we talked about them that their his away record is startlingly bad, and his home record is remarkably good. Um, yep. so that's, that's an interesting tidbit with them. Um, but yeah, they have a lot of talent, a lot of good players. Um, I really like like Ivan Provorov. I think their defense is a little bit more mm-hmm. short up. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I think they're good. I think they're a good team. I don't think, I think they're one of the teams that if the Sabres want to make the playoffs, this is one of the teams that has the potential though, to fall out. Yeah. Part of that maybe also is Carter Hart. And like you said, they go as far as Hart will take them. He could take them all the way if he if he plays as well as he did at home last year, where that would have been like the best goalie in hockey. But, you know, if, if he regresses at all or he has inconsistencies like a lot of flyer goaltenders have in the past, then I don't even know if they're a playoff team. I, that's why I would bet on them to be one, because I think Hart will do it. I think he can do it. Uh, but. I, I think there, there's a lot to go. There's a lot to go on the Flyers here, and why they'll be good. And like even like guys like Shane Gostaspear, you get way down the list. I mean, he's kind of regressed to a point where you don't even want him playing more than 19 minutes a night. But that's a specialty player that they've got. That in a limited role, he provides for them. Um, Sean Couturier's jump has kind of been astonishing. Like I don't know if we've ever seen a player in year seven jump from i mean i'm just gonna read his point totals because it's kind of crazy the jump he took 27 points 15 to start from the beginning of his career 39 37 39 34 i mean that is that's six years where 39 points is your career high and he was always a good two-way center and he was always a very good third line center but then, boom, 2018, 76 points. Then 2019, 76 points again. And then last season in fifty in 69 games, 59 points. I mean, how many guys? That would be, what would that be? It, it's, he, was, he wasn't even putting up production like Sam Reinhardt, so he's not even a good example for this. This would be like if, I, I don't have a good example. Like, would Johan Larson be good? Where if he just went to the Coyotes this year and scored 60 points. Like, to me, this is what Sean Couturier has become. Yeah, I mean another another talented player like the flyers are that team that i think people didn't really expect a ton out of them last year 
I think they thing. maybe expected them to be a playoff team, and then they they zoomed up the the standings, and it's like, how did this happen? And yeah, it's guys like Sean Couturier. Um, and I mm-hmm. think that, but a team like that, like like I said, with the thing about the Sabers, there is a, there is a recipe where they could fall off, and mm-hmm. uh, you know if we're going to make something happen, a good team's not going to make it because our division's so good. Um, mm-hmm. I think the flyers though, they are good enough that they won't be that team. Um, mm-hmm. But they're, they're one to keep an eye on and that they're a team that when you play them, you got to beat them. Part of that too is, you know, Claude Giroux, Jacob Vorchek, they're in their thirties now. And I mentioned this with Patrick, Patrick Kane in our last episode, they have not hit the wall yet. They have not hit the cliff yet, but at some point they're probably going to, maybe that's five years down the road, or maybe it's this season. And if it happens this season, like you said, then that I think makes them vulnerable for a team like the Sabres to, to leapfrog them. Uh, one other thing, player wise, Nolan Patrick, second overall pick a couple years back, missed all of last season. Uh, due to a migraine condition that he has, a migraine disorder, uh, I should say, is the way it's labeled. He has been skating without issues, and he reportedly, or he was saying that the amount of headaches he gets is diminishing. So that could be a player that they get back this season that's very talented. They didn't have at all last year because of this issue. So we'll see if he's able to contribute anything for them also. Uh, are we supposed to hate them, by the way? Like, are we supposed to not like them? Because I feel like all, like, the older generation of fans, like, my dad hates the Flyers. Like, Chopin, like Bulldog, especially at, at work, he hates the Flyers. And we've played two playoff series against them in our lifetime, and there's not many of those. And they did beat us in our last playoff series, but I don't know. I just don't really have almost any scorn for, for the Flyers. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really hate them either. Um, I love nameplates. Um, so I like oh, the Flyers. My God. This, this um, <laughs> I, well, I love I love a good nameplate. Um, and the Flyers are the kings of the nameplate game. Um, so you gotta you gotta respect them in that regard. Um, but yeah, I didn't like when we were when we were really young, we mm-hmm. kicked the crap out of the Flyers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like we, would, yeah, we, did. we we blew them we blew them out so bad that Pierre Maguire said this is one team that has adopted the new style of play and another team that looks like dinosaurs. Like Pierre McGuire <laughs> yeah. was sitting on the benches dunking on the Flyers mm-hmm. in front of Ken Hitchcock. Like that that's what the Flyers I knew were. And yeah, we we lost the playoff series against them, but we almost beat them. Like and we weren't very good at all. Um yeah, I don't I don't really harbor that much ill will. But I I can understand why the old by the older crowd doesn't like them for yeah. sure because I've heard stories about that 75 cup team where they were uh you know they would hold all of our guys like we were the faster team and they would just like push and cheat and do all the do all the little things where they're like grabbing um and made things difficult for them mm-hmm. can I just say this also their logo like it never gets talked about because it's kind of classic <laughs> but it looks like either like a European hockey logo or like a roller hockey logo Honestly. <laughs> it's supposed That's to be a thought. P, right? It's a P with a wing. Is that right? I, like, I think like so, right? Tilt, if you tilt your head. Yeah, it's a P with a wing. <laughs> I've never done it where I tilted my head. We had a lot of these moments where I like figure out what a logo is. Um, I kind of knew that that's what it was supposed to be, but I never did it tilting my head. So I guess you're right. But if, um, if you're tilting your head, it's probably not a good logo. Nah, it's not really. Then it just kind of looks <laughs> weird. Um, all right. Well, there's a little preview of the Philadelphia Flyers. Ilya Brzezgalov, by the way, and look at their cap friendly page. They got seven years to go paying him. Uh, that was a buyout like seven, it was seven years ago, actually. 2013 to 2027 
was the buyout for Ilya Brizgalov. That's amazing that he's going to get a million six from them every July 1st for the next seven years still. Uh, that's kind of been their history in net, though. So uh, to wrap up on Philadelphia, I would expect them to be in the top four. I would expect them to make the playoffs. Uh, I don't. I would not put them second in the betting odds. I would probably have them third behind the Washington Capitals. They are very close with Washington, so there's not much margin there even with the betting community. But I'd have them third third behind Washington, but I would have them ahead of Pittsburgh. I'll say that. Uh, where would you have them? I have them th- same spot, third third behind Washington. No, fourth. I have them fourth. Behind Pittsburgh, too? Nope. Or, or your, your freaking Islanders. My, my Islanders. All right, we'll talk about them soon, too. <laughs> I, I don't want to talk about them because they're not interesting, uh, but <laughs> they win. I'm going to uh, write a thesis paper on the Islanders. <laughs> I look. I will not read it. <laughs> Sorry to say, I will not read it. MLA uh, citations. Oh my god! I'd never even. I could never figure out the citation stuff, even <laughs> through college. Just like, what am I doing here? What are we doing here? <laughs> um. All right, that's going to do it for us on today's episode. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, If you missed our Sabres World Cup matchup between Quebec and Team USA, you can find the replay of it both on my Twitter account at Sneaky Joe Sports, also on Twitch at uh, Sneaky Joe 11 on Twitch. So uh, we'll do that. Um, or we did do that because we're recording this. It's weird. We're recording this before that broadcast, but we're also putting this out after it. So a little weird on the timeline here. We'll do our Sabres lineup draft tomorrow. So come back for that. I think that'll be fun. That'll be a fun listen. We're going to draft players and the likelihood that they'll be in the opening night lineup. So that's tomorrow. Thanks everybody for listening. This has been the Lockdown Sabres podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network.